This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast, a Bachelor podcast and part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Hey, everybody, we're back. Welcome into another episode of Can I Steal You for a Second? I'm Ashley Young, joined, as always, by Natalie Zamora. And to kick off Michelle's season, we had to call on the big guns. We got a special guest this week, Diana Nosa, on the dream team, as I call them, entertainment squad over at Fansided. Diana, what's going on? How are you? Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, Michelle season is officially has officially begun so i'm super excited to talk about everything that we saw last night as well as get into our topic so i'm super excited to be here we got a lot to talk about i shamelessly hype up the first episode because i think it's like glorified people watching we get all these new faces people we've been stalking on instagram the last few weeks uh but we got to talk about the woman of the hour herself michelle who I loved her on Matt James's season. She has a certain confidence and poise to her. I love the sports element. It's a nice break from some of the influencer pageantry that we see on the show. And we saw that right out the gate, her family life, her basketball. I was blown away, but I think I just have a fat crush on Michelle. Natalie, do you need to knock me down a few pegs or is Michelle the best bachelorette we've ever had? No, I'm with you. She is amazing. She's beautiful. She's talented. You know, she's good with kids. Of course, she's a teacher. It's amazing. And I feel like too, I'm really hopeful for this season that she'll continue to impress us just by what we've seen so far. I feel like it might be similar to Tasha's situation. Everyone loved Tasha when she came in still love her when she was done. I feel like sometimes we like the contestants on the bachelor. And then when they become the bachelorette, I don't really like them anymore, aka Katie. Sorry. Um, but I have a lot of faith in Michelle. She's she's awesome and I'm completely with you. The when she was sitting with her parents, the the group I was watching with, and she's like, you know, they've been together 33 years, and the room collectively was like groaning, but also like awing at her parents. Because that is the kind of partnership anyone would have is that's a long time to commit. Yeah. Um, not to jump the gun too much, but Diana, do you think anyone that walked out of the limos last night is lucky enough to have Michelle for 33 years? I do think there are some really formidable contenders here. Of course, Nate is one that is (laughs) on my mind. He's super handsome. He's everything that Michelle could, I feel like, ever ask for. He's super genuine. He's down to earth. And he was our first impression receiver, Rose receiver of the night. So I can't help but to think that maybe he is the one for her. I'm gawking over him still. I was late to the game that he is 6'8", which is just a huge, huge hunk of man. And I appreciated that he was like, these are my, like he was genuine and I love transparency. And I think Michelle recognized that he, you know, opened up to her in the best way that he was able to do so. And we see so many uncomfortable like conversations on the show where people aren't on the same playing field. And I think the teacher came out of her and someone wanting to work towards a relationship came out of him. So I'm with you. I'm all in on Nate. 
But Natalie, you just said, like, never meet your heroes. Uh, the people we love week one definitely break our hearts week two. So I'm skeptical, but I'm also crushing on Nate for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree. I really like him so far. And yeah, the conversation that they had, you know, about his parents versus her parents, that was a tough conversation to have. It's always really easy and fun to talk about what's good in your life. You know, my parents have been together for X amount of years. They're adorable. You know, I'm so lucky. And then on the flip side, Nate was like, well, I didn't have that. So, you know, just saying and, and got into it a little bit, which I feel like is refreshing. It's just honest. And since they were able to have that conversation night one and it was still fun, it's a, it's a good sign. But yeah, first, first impression, Rose, you know, doesn't always go the way we want it to. So we shall see. We shall see. I want to run through some of the highlights from limo entrances because I think I'm always skeptical. Like the gimmicks I think are stupid, but it's also the ones we talk about the next day. Mm. So I ask this every time we have a new season, if you would go straight introduction or something gimmicky with a costume and a prop department. So Diane, I got to know your answer because I've talked to Natalie about this several times a year. Do you think you would trend goofy or would you do something a little more reserved? Oh, this is a tough question. I feel like I would lean more towards goofy, but like, of course, in like a classy kind of way, because some of the men last night went the more, I guess, reserve route and they didn't really make that much of an impression. Like, like that one guy who like broke his foot. I was just like, ah, that's probably not the best way to introduce yourself to the woman of your dreams. But then on the flip side, you have people who brought an entire ice cream truck and you're just like, yeah, that's memorable. And I'm definitely going to want to see you again. So a mix of that would be my my go to. I love it. We'll workshop it. We'll get your audition tape together and then we can reconvene when we have to talk limo entrances. Well, good. Let's go through a few and you guys can let me know whether you're in or out. Here are some of the highlights. Um I'll try not to give my opinion too much, but we'll circle back to Clayton because we can't not talk about him, but I want to talk about his entrance. He tapped right into the, the teacher jokes and he brought like a yardstick or a teacher's stick, which I've never seen anyone be punished with those. But like my parents who went to Catholic school many, many years ago said the nuns used to like tap their hands with them allegedly. So he did the, you know, if I'm bad, you can reprimand me with a teacher stick. Are we charmed? Are we in? Are we out on the corporal punishment introduction? It was funny, I guess. Definitely not charmed by it, but I don't think it was bad. It was kind of funny and it could have been creepy. And I don't think he went about it in a creepy way. Um, so in, I suppose. I agree. I think if he like didn't have confidence, it would have definitely came mm -hmm. off really creepy, but he, he sold it. He sold it for me. It's all in the cell. You guys are so right. The, the confidence counts for so much in these entrances. Yeah. Um, this is one I'm still up in the air about. Chris S., he rolled up in the school bus. And <laughs> I, I, we're recording on Zooms. So I can see some aggressive head nods going on with you guys. So he rolls up in the school bus and we're like, ha teacher. But then he comes off in like these little schoolboy shorts and high socks. And um he made a joke about like her getting the D and it just, everything about this made me like want to crawl up inside my skin. 
Yeah, I did not like this. I did. I just didn't like this guy. His energy was not good. And from the start, I was like, you're annoying. Please leave. I did like, though, that he was able to, like, you know, receive Michelle's banter really well. Like, he didn't, like, mm-hmm. like you know, crawl into a ball. But, yeah, it, w- it was a little off-putting for a first impression. But, uh, yeah. Uh, you're right. The banter is key, though. Like, this is the impression. Can you hang? And Michelle's quick. I feel like mm-hmm. there's a couple cringy or awkward introductions, and she's so quick to keep the conversation going so Diane I'm with you that's something to take note of mm-hmm. um another interesting one Brandon K gave her the Mardi Gras beads and then he basically if you know anything about you know New Orleans and like how you get beads he basically like grabs his chest and is like you have to earn these by showing me and are we in out charmed give it a one through ten because it could have gone one of two ways right here yeah I didn't like it I wasn't (laughs) another one that was just I think I don't know too far into creepy um definitely low on the scale I have to agree too it kind of went over my head a bit when he um said like I didn't know what he was insinuating (laughs) until I did a little research I was like oh that's why she gave it back to him because (laughs) you know but um he tried he tried wasn't the best um, mode, but he he did it. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely awkward, especially like what if she was like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I guess exactly. I'm going to go through with this. She was really good at, at making things not awkward because I was watching it last night and I was thinking like if I was in her situation and all of these awkward cringe things were happening, I would be like, leave, please. I can't do this anymore. But she kept it going. She kept the energy up, which respect i am so with you because every time i'm watching i'm like groaning like no he did not just say that are you kidding me um so shout out to michelle's patience her poise and her patience because it can't be easy to like fake being nice you know 30 times in a row i'm sure it's overwhelming but she definitely has to like play the part of like Mm -hmm. i'm entertained by all these gimmicks so that one was a little rough, um, but they're all, they're supposed to be cringy. So I'm being a little harsh here. Um, this one I was charmed by Rodney when he came up in the apple costume and Michelle was like, oh, what kind of apple are you? And he says, Granny Smith, <laughs> sir, sir, I don't care what kind of apples you eat. You know, the green ones are Granny Smith and you are in a red apple costume. Anyone who has like gone to a grocery store in America knows that the green one is like a granny Smith. Mm -hmm. Um, But he played it off and she let him go. That's what I points for Michelle because she let him go with his incorrect Apple identification. And that's just props to Michelle. So not much to say there, but um, let's talk a little bit about Rick in his table gimmick. I know Halloween is right around the corner and this just screamed bad Halloween decoration. Um, Is it too gimmicky of an entrance? Yeah, I feel like it was similar to James in the box, but at least he had a face that she could see and he came out of the, the table afterwards. But yeah, it's definitely one of those things where, you know, in their mind, they're like, I just had to do something ridiculous. So they remember who I am. But it had no relevancy. Like, you know, I know people kept being like, she's a foodie. And it's like, yeah, 
we all love food, you know, I didn't really get it. Same. I think that, yeah, because he, he, when he came out, he scared her. Like, I was just like, <laughs> I don't think that's the reaction you want from Michelle. Um, so I think he definitely did miss with his um, impression. Like Natalie said, like he went to, you know, to outrageous and really was worried about making a impression on her in terms of like, you know, remembrance, but like not really on romance. Like he didn't really, he didn't really woo her, if that makes sense. Yeah, I will say, though, I kind of like him now because he did come out of the table and have a conversation with her and he seemed pretty cute. I was pretty charmed by him outside of the the gimmick. So he could have just came in and had maybe a normal entrance. And I don't know. You're a better person. I just can't shake like once the ick, like him coming in on a table and he had this like creepy smile. Yeah, he did. Un- I couldn't unsee his head on a platter. And I'm with you. Like I really tried to like be like, oh, he's cute. He's normal. He's having a conversation. I couldn't unsee his head on the table. <laughs> or even when he was first talking to Michelle, he was still like she's sitting on the couch and he yeah. has like head on a platter. I got to give him more credit, but I can't unsee it. So uh, we'll see. Maybe he'll win me back next week. A um, couple others here. We got to shout out the producers because they did what we all love. The let's cast two people with the same identity. So we had two firefighters roll through. <laughs> One, uh, Daniel came in on a toy fire truck. And then PJ came in hot right after on the real thing. 10 out of 10 edit. Amazing yeah. job, producers. Uh, what do you guys think of the competing firefighters? Yeah, I think that was the best part of the rose ceremony. Like you said, producers, they always do this. You know, my favorite is with The Bachelor when a girl's like, oh, I came in a red dress because no one else will. And it's cut to like every red dress. <laughs> so I feel like this was perfect. I'm surprised there weren't more of the same. But yeah, it's always hilarious when this happens yeah I agree that was just like the timing of it right after he said yeah no one's ever gonna like come in like a firefighter costume and then the guy pulls up with the entire not just like a toy fire truck like a a real the real thing and it was just like ah how do you compete with that so it was hilarious 10 out of 10 for the producers (laughs) they they did their thing uh I want to get into Ryan and I want to get into Joe but I want to separate them from this this entrance conversation. There's one more that stood out to me that I want to talk about. And then I'll ask you guys if there's any other standouts that we're forgetting. But Peter, whose job title was Pizzapreneur, which I love a funky job title. He <laughs> hopped out of the limo. I don't understand how the dough when it landed looked like a dough like snake. It went from like pizza <laughs> to like snake really quick. And then he said like buongiorno principessa, which... I thought meant good morning in Italian or like good day. And it's so clearly nighttime. And it's such like a niche thing that I was like on my phone looking it up. And I was just like, this is the most chaotic entrance I think we had all night if we really like sit down and process it. Um, but he was kind of charming with his little cannoli sit down. So he's trying. And I have to give credit where credit is due to Peter, the 26-year-old pizza preneur. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, like you said, you got to give it to him for trying. I think he's funny. He'll probably be entertaining this season. Not for me personally, but 
<laughs> he was entertaining. Like I was actually cackling when he came out and threw the pizza dough and it just landed on the ground. She's like, do you make pizzas or something? And he's like, yeah, I own a pizzeria. It's like, okay, I hope you're not making my pizza. Cause you just freaking <laughs> it's ruined. <laughs> Yeah, but he might score some major brownie points because he actually does cook. So like being that Michelle is a foodie, like he has like the perfect way into her heart. Those cannolis looked amazing last night. Yeah. I'm still craving one. I like woke up thinking about, I don't even think cannolis are that great. And I was like, there was just a fat platter of cannolis. (laughs) I was like, sign me up. Um, Okay, so like I said, we'll talk about Ryan and Joe a little bit after we take a break. We'll come back to them. Any other limo entrances that stood out to you guys that deserve a little shout out on the podcast here? Mm, I feel like she kind of like Jamie and Romeo. And I didn't think either of them were that charming, but she looked into it. And I can't tell if she's just a good actress or maybe they'll make it far. I don't know. And I also just can't remember anyone else's name. So... (laughs) I did question LT's arrival. He's the one who yeah. came in the Speedo. I was just like, this, what's, what's going on here? Is he trying to be like, you know, Ken, Kenny from Bachelor in Paradise? <laughs> or like, I just didn't understand what he was trying to achieve by that. Not yeah, that was also, yeah, that was a rough one. Because I love a gimmick like the next one. But the little itty bitty tuxedo, which... To be fair, the little Speedo, it was decorated like a tuxedo top, even though it was the bottom. Does that make sense? Like it was like the white shirt bottom, but yeah. or white shirt top, but it's worn as a bottom. So it's kind of like a little bit, you missed the mark because you had, it was like two shirts on at the same time. These are the things I think about is the logistics of this probably like Amazon purchase that he made for his limo entrance. So um, like you guys said, I think Michelle holds her own. She was so polite. Um, I have found in my experience, my friends that are teachers or work with kids are the best at making small talk and like having awkward conversations because they talk to children all day and probably hear much weirder things come out of their mouths. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious to see if Michelle continues to really hold her own with these conversations. She was poised. She's great. We definitely need to talk about Ryan. We'll talk about Joe and then we'll take a quick break. Because this threw me and something, Diana, I complain about this every week is the idea that Bachelor Nation can't just buy into the fact that we know spoilers. We watch everyone on social media. They need to tap into that in real time and give us break down that wall. So Joe arrives and Michelle's like, I know you. And he's like, well, haha, we're from, I'm from Minnesota, whatever. And she straight up says, Has I, have I slid into your DMs? So it's not even like they run in the same circle. Michelle pursued him in the DMs. And it was my first taste, I think, on like any kind of bachelor situation where they admitted to life outside of this mansion. (laughs) So I was geeking. I was so excited. I also think Joe is beautiful. And they have a little bit of this backstory. So what do you guys think of the idea that they admitted right out the gate to having a relation not a relation a friendship a connection something not romantic connection yeah before filming yeah I definitely like that she was very straightforward of like wait I do I know you have we met like I've dm'd you before um instead of trying to hide the fact that yeah all these people know each other they have real lives so I was happy about that and yeah it just adds another layer of like 
will this make him go home or will this make him go far? Because there is some type of connection. And I don't know. I'm back and forth on him because initially I thought it was a red flag that he ghosted her and then just came on the show because it seems like, okay, you want clout. And that's what she thought as well. But then him opening up about like, I went to therapy. It's like, okay, if you did, then maybe I do like you, but you still could just be lying. And she was very open about like calling him out on that. You know, like I had a hard time too. And like, you know, you could have talked to me, we were already chatting. So what happened? So I think she was very, very back and forth with whether or not she was going to send him home. Yeah, I I agree with the, um, with the, with the idea that they actually, thankfully came straight out with the fact that they knew each other rather than, I'm sorry, rather than hide the fact that they did, you know, like other seasons of, especially with last season of Bachelor in Paradise, like we kept seeing people would not admit to knowing each other outside of this franchise. They would, they refused to break that fourth wall. So I was really happy that they did, but I agree in the sense also that I am a little back and forth with him because ghosting someone is just not the way to make an impression. And like she said, she's afraid that like, what if he shuts down again? Like, what if he goes through something during his time in the bachelorette and he just doesn't, is not responsive to her? Like how is she supposed to deal with the fact that she maybe sent home somebody over his place? And it's just, I I don't know. I think he's going to have to impress us once more, maybe next episode or some episodes down the road, because right now it doesn't look too good for Joe. It does not look too good. I, the back and forth is real. I'm with you guys. Like, well, on one hand, but on the other hand. Mm-hmm. However, I know Michelle is not me. I think where I land at the end of the day is, you know, we all have ebbs and flows in life and struggles. Ghosting isn't cool. And I appreciate his transparency. I just think it's a little unnerving to me that someone will creep back in once there's cameras in the room. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he has an ulterior motive, but the timing's a little too suspicious for me. So I'm with you. Let's give him another chance. But I know I think I just would have sent him home. I'm stubborn. There's, you know, 30 other men in here that are just as interesting. So on to the next one. On to the next one. Uh, Ryan might have been the most interesting man of the night. And we're going to dive all into the chaos surrounding Ryan right after this break. Ryan, 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 Ryan. So uh, we were granted a teaser a couple weeks ago where we saw this, you know, pamphlet of someone plotting their every move on the show. And we know that usually when something is in a teaser, we don't see it till like week nine. They really (laughs) make us wait for it. And we were granted this teaser nugget from the teaser last night, night one. And it turns out it's this guy named Ryan. So before we talk about what a sociopath he is planning his every move on the show, let's talk about his entrance because he had a memorable entrance. He came in on the ice cream truck and I forgot that he was the paperwork guy when he came in on the ice cream truck. I was like, oh, this is kind of cute. Good for this guy, right? Um, He doesn't look as creepy as he plays out to be by the end of the episode. Am I just blind to how creepy he is or can you guys see him like two-timing all of america 
Yeah, I feel like I was just like, when I saw him, I was like, okay, this is the guy. And I was just waiting for Caitlin and Tasha to come out like mid lemon entrance, like, wait, this guy is here for the wrong reasons and make like a huge deal of it. So I don't know. Knowing what I know now, he's definitely very creepy. I can't shake the creep. I have to side with Ashley on this one. Like, I I forgot that he did what he did. I forgot that Tasha, you know, they discovered what they discovered. I'm like, oh, he seems like a really stand-up guy. He seems really nice, and he seems funny, and he seems like one of those guys who, like, go all out for the woman that he loves. So I was just like, hmm, he's, he has a good first impression on me. And then, of course... <laughs> that happened so that quickly erased all his progress <sighs> to be fair though this is classic ashley like back and forth <laughs> his first red flag was in his intro package where he was like riding the tractor shirtless and like very tight jeans which i'm not a farmer but i don't think that's what they wear or like these like nice button down shirts so he just seemed kind of like performative and then we find the paperwork. I'm like, this guy's spooky. And then he comes out of the ice cream truck. And I'm like, oh, charming. He's trying. And I go back and forth. So here's the thing, though. If you've never seen The Bachelor, this was this whole thing. I've never seen the show. So my friends were trying to help me do research. No. Maybe I'm just overprepared and I like to do my homework. I would never go on a show without having, like, maybe watched one season. You're telling me you don't have Netflix, you don't have Hulu, whatever, to, like, binge watch a couple seasons? Ryan, are you serious? Like, what kind of excuse is that, that you've never seen the show? That is crazy to me. Go binge watch something. Yeah, I thought it was so dumb, especially because he took the angle of, like, well, I've never seen it, so I wanted to be prepared. I feel like a lot of contestants are, like, I'm not that familiar with the show, and they're just fine with it. They don't care. But his his whole thing of like, well, I needed to be prepared. It's like, yeah, it's available to watch. And did you guys see that that was all a lie because Reality Steve tweeted out a picture? I guess I probably made its rounds on Twitter, but a photo from Ryan's Instagram of him at like a Bachelor Live performance with like all a bunch of Bachelor alums. <laughs> Oh my god, the yeah. truth always comes out. Oh my god, I don't Why you delete it. Uh, I, I just don't get his reasoning either because it would be different if he was just like, Yeah, I haven't been on The Bachelorette or The Bachelor, so like, I, I just wanted to like maybe know, like Michelle said, know a little bit more about Michelle and how do yeah. I get you know into her heart, those brownie parts are her heart, but it was more so like he wanted to know about The Bachelorette for a good edit, he wanted to yeah. not be the villain, he had all this research on Jason and I was just like um (laughs) what's going on here I don't think you're doing what you think you're doing and that's and he just wouldn't own up to it I think that was the worst part for me he kind of pushed the blame on his friend's wife and then Michelle was like uh what did you do though and he's like oh I only had certain parts and I'm just like uh not this again not a guy who's just trying to save face and it's just it didn't look it doesn't look good it just doesn't look good he looks like a clown he had the lying skills of a like four-year-old yeah and michelle in and it was didn't feel gimmicky in any way she was like i'm gonna send you home and he's like please give me one more chance and i loved the line she said something along the lines of i owe it to myself to listen to these red flags Mm. and i just thought it was such a great piece of advice to anyone like never bet against your gut when you see someone kind of raising those red flags and those concerns, you don't owe them a second chance. 
Like you have to protect yourself. And I was like, yes, Michelle, send his ass home. We don't have time for creepy men who come with misspelled pamphlets on <laughs> the bachelorette. And I'm so happy that he didn't see more time. Selfishly, I'm so happy that we can just move on from this storyline and not have it like play out for 10 more episodes. So Ryan, the paperwork guy, get him out of here. He's gone. Um, and that's the end of it. And I'm okay with it. It was a great storyline. It was one episode. Great work. I want to pivot really quick here um, because we, if you don't know who the next Bachelor allegedly is, like stop listening. But um, we know who the Bachelor is before Michelle's season even starts, which is crazy. And it's Clayton. And I mean, allegedly, air quotes, allegedly. And um, I found myself having a hard time knowing that about him as I'm watching the show. And I'm curious how you guys felt kind of like knowing that all this is in vain, essentially, because he's going to be on The Bachelor next season. Yeah, that's how I felt as well. And like when he was introduced, my first thought was, oh, wow, he's really cute. He looks better, like you know, talking and everything than photos. Um, I was going to say in person, but it was not in person. It was on my TV. Um, so that was my first reaction. Like, okay, yeah, he's really attractive. And then I was like, but he doesn't matter. Just throw him away and I'll probably just ignore him the rest of the season because it doesn't matter. Like, even when I know who might win the season, it, it like it's still fun to see, like, who's the runner-up and who's whatever, whatever. Maybe they could get together after the show. But now it's like, no, he we know he's not going to win and he's going to be the next bachelor. So we'll pay attention to him in a few months from now. I don't care now. <laughs> yeah. If anything, it made me worry, like how far is he going to go? Cause I'm like, if he's like final five, like that's super far. And this is going to be even more heartbreaking to see like him and Michelle not end up together, especially if they make like a really, really good bond. I think like in a, in the teaser trailer for the entire season, like we saw him like break down and cry and it's just like, Oh my God. So now you're just dreading that the, the breakup that, you know, it's going to come. So yeah, it, it, it doesn't spoil it for me per se, but it definitely does make me just wonder, is this going to be the week or is the next week going to yeah. be the week? Yeah. So. Yeah. I love a good spoiler. I think it makes the show that much more interesting to be fair, but in a way it's almost like I saw who was under the mascot. Like, Mm -hmm. I he's not a contestant he's the bachelor competing it's almost like we went back in time and it's hard for me to separate that so he seems good he seems like peak who they would cast for the bachelor this midwest guy former football player like we've made no progress in this franchise um but I'm hoping he's charming and he wins me over and I eat my words that he's not just you know a photocopy of every man they've ever casted on this show Clayton I'm sorry I wish you nothing but love and success as The Bachelor, but I, I need a shakeup. I need a little shakeup, Bachelor yeah. Nation. Come on. Um, so I think it was a great first episode. Um, I'm obviously president of the Michelle fan club. Uh, as we wrap it up here, uh, I need to ask two things of you guys. One, how deep in the spoilers are you? Have we spoiled the season? Have we all made it to the end with the spoilers? Yes. <laughs> 
I have not, but I did accidentally stumble upon one spoiler and I was just like, drats. <laughs> so <laughs> It's too hard to be a purist in this franchise because you have to avoid Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and all these feeds and algorithms that are curated because they know you watch the show. Yeah. So it's like this spoiler. And I'm like, guys, the point of a spoiler is I have to click it. Please don't like put it on my feed. Don't ruin it for me. Uh, you no longer have to like wait for reality Steve or like dig in the Reddit, you know, archives. Mm -hmm. So Diana, good for you for trying. I commend you. I respect that. Um, Natalie, good to know that we have no shame. Um, but just one thing you guys are most excited for the rest of the season, um, or something you're hoping to get out of Michelle's season. I wonder if they're going to do hometowns. I haven't heard anything about that, but that would be like legitimate hometowns. I miss that. Um, that would be awesome. But things that we know are coming. I'm excited for some of the group dates because Michelle is so awesome. So I'm hoping they're going to be more original and more fun than some of the past seasons we've seen that were terrible. And yeah, I'm just excited for her to start making the real connections because the first night is always fun but she talks to each person for two minutes so I'm excited to see that yeah and I'm excited the most to see like we said Michelle is probably one of the most genuine bachelorettes we've had in a long time and the preview for the entire season showed us like this one scene where she's like I feel unseen like she doesn't feel recognized or appreciated and I'm just really looking forward to seeing how she overcomes that because she is such a strong woman who really does have confidence in herself. And she, you know, is someone who doesn't like, you know, she appreciates her own self-worth. And so I'm looking forward to like take notes, honestly, on how yeah. she manages that situation where she has all these men who are, who love her, but don't appreciate her. And it's just like, wow, that's something that everyone could use a lesson or two on. So I'm looking forward to how Michelle's going to school me the way she <laughs> usually does. <laughs> Michelle, the teacher, give me your infinite wisdom. Drop the arm workout. We have so much to learn from Michelle. Um, I'm with you, Diane. I think she's brilliant and has a lot of confidence that you can tell she's worked for. And that's something I really admire is someone who's able to, you know, like work through those rough patches. So I think it's going to be a great season. Um, I've been wronged before by this franchise, but I'm going to manifest a good season and a touch of drama some fun characters, all we ever want from this franchise. Um, but as we wrap it up here, Diana, we got to say big things to you for coming on, talking all things Michelle. Uh, we got to do a little shameless plug here. What is your Twitter handle so everyone can go out and give you a follow uh, and watch along with you this season? Sure thing. My Twitter handle is Nosa, N-O-S-A, Diana, D-I-A-N-A. -A. And yeah, definitely give me a follow and you can see some of my shameless live tweets of the entire season. So yeah. That's the way to do it. Shameless. We'll be here shamelessly gawking over Michelle's arms as in I will be doing that all season. Uh, we hope you guys watch along with us as we are coming back every week, recording another episode of the podcast, watch along with Michelle, and we hope you join us next week.